0: Hello and welcome Welcome. to episode 14 of the Rock Podcast. For those about to pod, we salute Ewell. See what I did there, Brian? Probably the same as last year. (laughs) Ewell. (laughs) Indeed. In this episode, we look back at 2007 in my year in rock. Good luck me. We look at the latest news and some new music. And we also discuss Christmas presents of a rock variety for your loved ones. And without further ado, here he is. Santa's Little Helper is Brian. Santa's Little Helper. That's what I get for the our Christmas show, um,
1: Santa's Little Helper.
0: I forgot, I also forgot that we're doing Hidden Gems, but that's a given. Uh, it, I it, it is, it is. It's a given. That's a little, we should call it Hidden Christmas Presents this time. Okay, um, I feel that we've probably done all these Christmas-related gags last year and the year before. <laughs> but, but whatever. <coughs> whatever. Merry, early Merry Christmas to you, Brian. And to you, Matthew. We've had snow. Yeah, same. Same here. Yeah. Maybe you'll get... Well, you, you, in Scotland, you probably get white Christmases most of the time, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, we so, yeah, never get snow Christmas. Um, anyway, sorry, yes.
1: No, no, I was going to say, um, you're Mr Continuity for shows, and I was kind of hoping... Mm. That we would we would come to record on this show, Matthew, and and you would have been the last nation left mm. in the World Cup.
0: Yeah, sadly, it's not to be. Yes,
1: sadly. So we've yes. got we've who, we've you or me, neither you or I have got any interest in the World Cup going forward.
0: I don't even know who's left in it. <laughs> yeah. I, I completely. Completely forgotten. Uh, uh, I, don't, I, I imagine that either Argentina or France or France will win it. Um, yeah. We shall see. Exactly. If you're listening in two weeks time, then you will know that one of those probably did. Yes. Or it, or it was Morocco or Croatia, Croatia. Exactly. But but this is not a football podcast. That's our that's our brother podcast, Brian. Okay. For that for those about to Shoot. kick, <laughs> that's better. But that was about to shoot. You did say shoot, didn't you? I did. That was, to shoot. that was about to shoot. We salute you. you. Um, so what has caught your eye, Bri, lately? In the well, news? the
1: future of rock, Matthew, is called yes. Wolfgang. Mm. Mm. So French. 2021, I think my album of the year was Mam- Mammoth WVH his debut album and he rolled in young Wolfgang Mm. and his band on the Pawns and Kings tour with Alterbridge and Hailstorm, opening up the show, went to see them on Tuesday at the Ovo Hydro in Glasgow. And I have to say Wolfgang and his band delivered. He was fantastic, Matt. Sang brilliant. I couldn't believe how good live... Wolfgang was um, three guitarists on stage um, he was only on stage for about 30 minutes um, yes. and, and it's nice when you see a support band and you're wanting more you know he could he, he could have played the album for me and a couple of covers and he could have been on stage for an hour he, 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 the, the, uh, I think the Bridge boys got it right you know your, your opening act um, first time in Europe on his own uh, yeah he was great Hailstorm uh did a pretty pretty good set Lizzie Hill is just a excellent vocalist she's got a fantastic range um when she 's in the slightly mid her mid range vocal she just sounds like pat Benatar she's got that mm. lovely soulful soulful rock voice. She can do all the screamy stuff if you're into that yeah. kind of thing which i'm not really into um and her her brother you know who you know as a drummer in the band he did a rather pointless drum solos but when you're the when you're the special guests on a three band uh package tour i think drum solos are uh should be avoided at all costs mm. so i was quite mm. surprised that hailstorm had a drum solo and Alter Bridge came on stage and did what Alter Bridge... Um, but i'm not going to say too much about it matthew because you're going to see
0: yeah tomorrow
1: you're going to see them tomorrow so uh you're yeah, you're the in, bigger in fan the- but bridge mm. were Bridge, Miles was Mile. Mark was there. Mark was, you know, he's the 21st century version of Steve Harris when it comes to legs legs and knees on a monitor.
0: Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so great show, I have to say. For for your money, three great bands, Sounding Good, mm. and Roll On Mammoth for hopefully second album uh, re- recording at the moment. And I'd like to see Wolfgang come back and do his own shows. Um, Mm. Hopefully next year, maybe early 2023. So that was, that was highlight gig wise last week, Mm. but you went to Planet Rockstock.
0: Yeah, we were a, uh, we were a festival in, on a holiday camp, um, which is, um, a lot of people kind of raise their eyebrows when I say that. And I say, well, actually most of it, most of it was inside. Um, they made a change this year where a, a chunk of it was in this kind of indoor-outdoor kind of atrium, which, to be fair, didn't really work. That was when the new bands played. But, yeah, I saw some good bands. I wasn't very well when I was there, actually. I had the flu, oh. which is terrible timing. But I managed to see um, see some good bands. Uh saw a bit of The Sweet. I mean, it's a real eclectic mix at this festival. saw The Sweet doing their hits from the 70s, mainly walked in while they were doing um, – and Blitz and Blockbuster and good old stuff from the 70s. Saw a band called Vardis. Now, Vardis, are one of those bands, if you were around in 79, 80, 81, as I was in the in the UK, you would have remembered Vardis. Uh-huh. Um, front, fronted by, and I'm not sure this is, was his real name, Steve Zodiac. Um, And uh, I have to say, they were tremendous. Oh, brilliant. I really enjoyed them. They're kind of... Classic sort of, almost pub rock, kind of bluesy. Uh, you can you can imagine they go down a storm at biker festivals, um, and they didn't even do their hit. They had, they had a hit in in nineteen eighty, I think it was. Hundred miles an hour. they did their song uh, "Let's Go." Um, They're very good. Uh, saw um, saw Blaze Bailey, former singer of Iron Maiden. Mm. He was excellent. He was really really into it i mean he was you talk about a sort of front man getting the audience going you're t- too terrified not to clap um <laughs> he was very good the answer they were excellent uh on their sort of comeback trail uh bumped into cormac neeson and uh sort of uh, welcomed him back and sort of uh, uh said he you know had a great set which he was very you know
1: he's a enjoyed. great singer cormac
0: yeah, tremendous. They did a really good set. Uh, got kind a, of a couple of new songs, but many of their old sort of favourites. Black Star Riders headlined Saturday night. They were excellent. Um, with a new addition, Sam Wood, who's the guitarist, one of my last favourites um, of uh, the band Wayward Sons. He was brilliant, I and mean, he just slotted in. Either he's really good, which he is, or they've really, really rehearsed, which they probably have. But he. Uh, it's funny because he reminded me, Scott Gorham came on to probably do half the set with them. And um, it was funny because in a way it looks like Scott Gorham did in about 1978 with very long hair and Gibson Les Paul. Um, and it was strange seeing him sort of standing next to, you know, obviously a, a more sort of statesman like uh, Scott Gorham these days. Um, but, but yeah, not- Wollongong was good festival, could have been better for me. I was
1: going to say, but not the end of Wayward Sons, which is good. I think. I think there's a. No. I, I think Toby's Toby's on a bit of a world tour at the moment. He's he's uh, on his he's been mm. on his holidays. I think he's in Australia at the moment, and and it was nice that the Toby and the Wayward Son guys. I think with the scheduling of of where Wayward Sons are and where Blackstar Riders. It was a good opportunity And I think they've got the share management as well too So it It it, mm. it it works out for all parties That Sam's able to To sit in And obviously you've seen the band And they And Sam's a good fit for Black Star Riders, Which is great
0: Absolutely Yeah it's good It's good So it's a good festival yeah. All round um, Nice to catch up with old friends of course um, And uh, see some new music Asher and Reach were there They're a good good new band We saw them in the, in the summer At At um, and uh, Zewa House. So, um, yeah, it was all in all good, good fun. Could have been better for me, as I say, because of the old uh flu, yeah. but which I'm still getting over, as you can probably hear in my voice. But um, and ooh, I'll
1: yeah. come next year, I will come next year because you finished second in the quiz.
0: That's true. Yeah, yeah, I'll we,
1: be there next we, year. Uh, all all of the questions on all the, I'll cover all of the King's X questions that obviously they were, they were the ones that were asked, Matt, that you uh, that's right. That you didn't get.
0: We really struggled on the King's X round. I can tell you, um, <laughs> that was a tough one. King's X and uh, Porcupine Tree. We really struggled on those two. Exactly. Those two rounds. I, I, exactly. Um What other What other news,
1: Brian? Uh, yes, talking about Fantastic Three pieces. Look at yes. this. Look at this for continuity. <laughs> mm, fantastic. <laughs> so fans of the three-piece supergroup, the Winery Dogs, don't have to wait too long for new music. Because the winery dogs have just finished <coughs> uh they've just released their first single from uh from their new album uh tracks called xanadu and they will be visiting england mm-hmm. on their they'll be visiting england on their uk tour <laughs>
0: very
1: good <Please laughs> uh, next year so they'll be playing uh they're playing album is released on the 3rd of february and they're playing uh playing in june next year um in wolverhampton uh nottingham and in London. So I'm sure you'll go and see them at the Shepherd's Bush Empire, which is great news. I've heard the singles Anna it's classic, Richie Cotson and Mike Portnoy and Mr. Billy Sheehan. And I believe there's some uh related Billy Sheehan news as well too,
0: Matt. Yes, coming up soon. That song's that to Do." By the way, is that a cover of the Olivia Newton-John song from the um, early early eighties? I'm going to
1: say yes, and then everybody that listens to the podcast is going to go and listen to it, and then and then they'll get lots of they'll get lots of uh, they'll get lots so of likes. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not.
0: No, you're right, Billy Sheehan. Uh, Billy Sheehan, a bass player of Whitey Dogs and also of Mr. Big. So apparently, Mr. Big are uh, making a comeback. Uh, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, Sadly lost drummer Pat Torpy a couple of years ago. um, But the the remaining members of the band, um, plus I guess the drummer, I think his name was Mike Starr. Yeah, Matt Starr. Matt Matt Starr, yeah. I should have known that one. Um, (laughs) um, So uh, presumably with him and, as I say, Paul Gilbert, Billy Sheehan and, and Eric Martin, they're going to be back as Mr. Big, which would be great. Yeah. I don't don't think Matt's been confirmed
1: as the drummer just yet because, yeah, because one of the challenges that that Mr. Big have always had is Pat Torpy was actually a really, really good singer and he Mm. did a lot of the high stuff and when I read the interview with Billy, they're they're still... Matt's great and, and Matt's a brilliant drummer, but I think they're still trying to find that drummer who can do Pat's vocals, because I think that was the, you know, Mr. Big was always the the four singers in the band. Um, mm. So, yeah, it'd b- be great if it was, Matt confirmed, but I, I'm not quite sure just yet. But do you know what? I don't care if there's new music and a new tour from Mr. Big, we will be there.
0: Yeah, 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 looking forward to that. So, Metallica, we got some new music out, Brian. Uh, a song called Lux Eterna, which is a taster For the new album which is due out early next year called 72 seasons and um that sounds good Do you like it have you heard it it's very well produced um
1: yeah really old school i think it's it's going back to real early days of metallica more more grit can i use the word new album showing their new album influences on their sleeve
0: Yes, indeed. Of course, you can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they they are very, very heavily influenced by new album, as they've said many times. In fact, funny you should mention that. But in the lyric, there is a there is a little tip of the hat to Diamond Head, a lyric about lightning to the nation, which was the seminal debut album by Diamond Head. <laughs> so, um, yeah, certainly they 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 are very heavily heavily influenced by the era. Of course, yeah. oh, aren't we all? We are. <laughs> I know I am. Every I, day I am. Everything <laughs> I do is influenced is, is by New Album.
1: New Album, exactly, exactly. Indeed. And Iggy Pop
0: well, is retiring.
1: However, he's is not. He re- <laughs> he's only seventy-five. So, mm. but he, but rest assured, listeners, he's not he's not retiring from from playing and singing. He's retiring from stage diving because he says nah. his body is too rickety to uh to, to throw himself out into the audience and and for me Matt I'm actually quite pleased about that because <laughs> I have this vision of of per Iggy just throwing himself off the stage and just you know just the per man just being in bits so uh you know if it if it prolongs Iggy's yeah. longevity <laughs> as a mm. performer
0: by not stage
1: diving. Yeah. Long may he just stay on the stage and not throw himself
0: off. <laughs> well, it's, it's true actually, because back in 2010, he, he, he retired then from stage diving because apparently he, he invented it back in the sixties with uh, Iggy and the Stooges. I'm not sure that's true or not. Yeah. But he, um he did that thing. If you, if you ever seen School of Rock, Jack Black does it in the, in the, in the opening of School of Rock where, where, and Iggy did this. He threw himself into the audience, but no one caught him. <laughs> and so he landed. He kind of face-planted on the ground. And obviously, it, however old he was then, 2010, did himself some damage. And now at the at the age of 75, uh-huh. firstly, he needs to keep his shirt on. That's very secondly, true. <laughs> secondly, he needs to stop stage diving. 75, I mean... Yeah, it's not. It's not good for anyone in their seventies to fall over, let alone potentially sort of throw themselves from a great height to the ground. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I for one, am very pleased about that news.
1: I have to say, in my in my singing career, uh, Matthew, I have never had the urge to throw myself off the stage into the audience.
0: Well, there's never been enough people for me to be (laughs) honest with you. To be honest. They did a lot of people to catch me. I think <laughs> a good, a good twenty or thirty. Um, yes, yeah, good old Iggy Pop, bless him. Mm. Um, in other news, um, so um, as we'll come on to later in the Christmas present section, Rob Halford's got a book out at the moment called, I think, Biblical. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a follow-up to his his uh, autobiography, Confession. And um, in it, and this is talk about you know kind of a tiny little story to sell more books. He apparently he this this made it as a news story. I can't believe this. Apparently, he he turned down the opportunity to go onto "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here." Um, even though, as he said, the money was was fantastic, um, he decided against it because of scheduling issues. Um I think you would have been all right on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of it. Not that I watch it very much anymore, but um I thought well, that was a that was a bit of a lame effem- a lame attempt to sell, sell your new book. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Halford. Come on. You weren't even on it. You were approached <laughs> to go on it. Apparently the, the money was ridiculously good, but as I say, scheduling conflicts made it impossible. Um and that's in the fame and celebrity section of his book, uh-huh.
1: Biblical.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is out for Christmas, boys and girls.
1: Yeah, more on that yeah. later. Um, Indeed. Um, the One of the, probably one of the most anticipated gigs of the year um, happened a couple of, just a few days ago. Um, and I'm not sure what to call this band, Matt. So yeah. it's Pantera. And I don't know... It, I don't know if we're to call them Pantera or it's a tribute to Pantera, or it's uh, uh, it it's, it says Pantera on their on all of the logos on stage. But um, Pantera got back together with obviously uh, Rex and Phil um, from the original band with Charlie um, out of the drummer out of Anthrax and
0: Charlie Benetti.
1: Yep, and. Zach Wilde, who obviously yep. was going to be the the first choice for um, for any Pantera tribute show, or whatever they want to call it. And by the sounds of things, and you look at the, um, the footage on YouTube and the set list and how people have uh, reacted to it, it's gone down an absolute bomb. So I expect next year... I know, Matt, with the likes of Downloads, Guns mm. N' Roses will be playing at uh, um, in Hyde Park. I yeah. think we will see Pantera popping up uh, s- somewhere in, in the UK next year at a few of the big festivals, um, which will be... It'll be good for those people who never got to see Pantera, like me, in their mm. heyday, uh, and even if it's not, doesn't have the Abbott Brothers... It sounds as if um, the band that's been put together is doing a pretty good uh, tribute to the boys, and I suppose keeping the legacy of Pantera's music out there and relevant for other people. So that'll be interesting for twenty twenty three.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's all right. I mean, when we talked about this a few episodes ago, I think it, I think the way it's been positioned, it's it's. As you say, it's kind of um, an homage to the legacy rather than kind of yeah. cashing in on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And certainly, I think it's been done very well so far. And uh, whether it's a tribute to, or which it kind of is really, or, or it's sort of Pantera by another name, well, you know. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be good to hear the, hear the music, um, if you like that sort of thing, of course. Yeah. And finally, some sad news. Um, recently, we lost uh, three. Uh, three icons from the rock world, uh, Wilco Johnson sadly passed away, as did Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac and Jet Black, uh, the drummer of the Stranglers. So, um, yeah, sad news. And, uh, and again, you know, it's, it just shows you the sort of passing of time. Jet, Jet Black was 84, had been ill for a long time. Um, a lot of people remember him from the Stranglers heyday and, um, We'll put some Stranglers songs on the old playlist as a as a bit of a tribute. Love the Christy Stranglers,
1: Ma- love the Stranglers. Matt. One of those bands that hard to categorise. Hmm. Where they post punk, where they, I, I just, I came to them with uh, with Golden Brown, and then worked yep. my way back. You know, Skin Deep. Oh, no more heroes. You know, a great pump punk bands. Yeah. And even continued on after Hugh left and keep touring, keep playing. Yeah. Mm. Sad. It's sad. Sad. Yeah,
0: absolutely. In a similar vein, uh, Wilco Johnson, who was um, probably most known as being with Dr. Feelgood in the seventies. And, uh, one of those unique characters, um, you ever see him play unique playing style and, uh, stage presence. And, uh, and, and nearly did he died about 10 years ago with well, I think he had cancer and yep. managed to come through that yep. um, but one of one of the one of the characters in music and a sad loss and if you've ever seen Oil City Confidential which essentially is a story of um, Dr. Feelgood, I think we mentioned that a few he did it as ago. a head and jam exactly yeah um, dig that out watch it again it's it's a real Wilco in that is is fantastic and it's a really good tribute to, yeah. to not only him but also um uh, the rest of Doctor Feelgood, and finally Christine McVie, s- uh singer songwriter, one of the voices uh, in Fleetwood Mac. Sadly, passed away at seventy nine yeah. recently. Um, again, it was a sad. That was a sad loss. Fantastic voice, lovely and a lovely person by all accounts. Christine McVie, um, and I think synonymous with that. That that lovely sort of, I guess, kind of. Um, AOR friendly album, friendly rock that they sort of put out in the hugely successful period in the seventies and eighties. So, um, yeah. another sad loss. So, last time, Brian, you gave me the year two thousand and seven yes. to reminisce about. Take us back down, Nostalgia Boulevard, <laughs> which I shall do <laughs> briefly. There were some albums, some albums out in two thousand and seven. me to mention a few? absolutely yes i was i was I also went to a few gigs. I didn't go to the biggest gig of the year. I'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> I tried we'll come on to that in a minute come on to that in a minute albums wise rush released um snake's and Arrows, um one of the last albums in their um pantheon of uh, of work um I feel we mentioned sure rush quite often on this but they they did do some they did do a perfect number of albums um it's good songs on that album. A Far Cry was good. Um working the angels. I think they toured um either that year or the year after Just bought that album. Um well we're checking out um Velvet Revolver, their second and final album, uh, Libertad came out in um 2007. Do you remember that album,
1: Brian? Not really if I'm being honest, Mark. I I would have been really? I, I love yeah. I loved the first album and then I went to see them on tour and I didn't really give the second album much of a much of a listen. It was good.
0: Yeah, a little bit weaker than the first album. Yeah. Probably the standout song is uh, "She Builds Quick Machines." Mm. which is a very strange name, but probably understanding understanding where where um, Scott Whelan was in those days mentally, mm. probably not surprising that you come up with a song like that. Um uh, another song, Pills, Demons, etc., uh, probably of an autobiographical nature. Um, but you know, we'll we'll check it out. As I say, not probably not as good as the first album, um, but uh well we're checking out all the same. Um Alter Bridge bought out brought out the amazing Blackbird album in um 2007, which um I think to this day is probably probably there the high point of their career. I mean, they are, they are amazingly consistent, but that album itself, um, some great songs on it and songs that are well, you tell me Brian, <laughs> still in their set, <laughs> I imagine. Well, um, mm. <laughs> um, did they not do too many off? Of Black- they did, pretty much did the song Blackbird. They did indeed.
1: Yes. And they played uh, uh, my favorite song, which was Rise Today. Yeah. I love that.
0: Um but uh also on that album, uh Brand New Start, which which features one of the greatest Bartram Monti solos, in my my opinion. Um Before Tomorrow Comes, which is a great song, and Watch Over You, which I think is a very one of those nice kind of ballady, you know, put your arm around your loved one at that point type song. Um so good album. Um Led Zeppelin. Put out um, a compilation called Mothership, which coincided with their, with their gig at the O2 in London, which I remember trying to get tickets for it, Brian. I'm sure you did we too. We both talk, did. Talk about oversubscribed. <laughs> sub, over I think there were, I think several million people tried to get 20,000 tickets. 20 million. 20, 20, over wow. 20
1: million people applied for the tickets.
0: Yeah, so we stood very little chance. It's funny though; a lot of celebs managed to get one of those yeah. twenty thousand tickets. I remember thinking, "Hang on a minute, Liam Gallagher! Since when have you been a Led Zepp fan?" <laughs> um, but at least we got the uh, the, the, the the DVD um, of that show, yeah. um, which has been has um, been reissued. Actually, uh, I, I should have mentioned that earlier. Um, so Led Zepp are putting out or streaming the, the, uh, the concert, uh, to sort of celebrate 15 years yeah. since that gig. Um,
1: so that'd be worth seeing,
0: I think in all its glory. I was in Each London. I know you, are you,
1: I was, I actually was on the DLR leaving London, Matt, mm. that evening or that afternoon. Hmm. <laughs> And I went past, (laughs) I went past on the DLR to go to London City Airport. The O2 was on my right hand side and all of the, you can imagine all of the lovely light shows and everything that was, uh, which was um, Led Zeppelin related was being, you know, sort of shown on the, the roof of the O2 Mm. And I arrived at the airport, and lots of well-heeled people getting off, wearing their Led Zeppelin T-shirts, going, "I can't wait, amazing, amazing. And I was heading back up to Edinburgh. I was gutted. I can imagine. <laughs> I was gutted. They made us. W- they made us wait five years, Matt, for Celebration Day to be released. It it, it took them to 2012. To actually yeah. properly properly release um, Celebration Day, but I'm I actually went to see it in the cinema yeah, when it was released, and it was amazing. One of my yeah. favorite um, concert videos, fabulous. Yeah,
0: yeah, yes. We'll put a few songs from that um, <coughs> on the old um, yeah. playlist. Yeah. Um, any other albums for you that that year, Bry? Albums wise, it was as you say,
1: um, <laughs> it was a bit slim pickings and. Uh, in, uh, in 2007, but there's probably three, three albums, which we'll put on the, uh, put some tracks on, um, uh, Airborne's debut album came out, uh, which was running wild. Um, they got a lot of, uh, play on planet rock. And I remember, I remember the album coming out and it just was good time rock and roll. I think it's, you know, as a debut album. In the mid 2000s you've got tracks I, the, the tracks like too much too young too fast stand up for rock and roll the the title track itself mm. running wild it was just it was just good time rock and roll it was ace mm. it was just ace you know joel is a dead ringer for uh vocal wise uh you know that bon scott um, yeah. Brian Johnson, we've seen him live as well too. So that that was that was a, a shot in the arm for rock in 2007. Um, maybe a little bit off the off the beaten track from a rock perspective, but I uh, I really enjoyed the um, uh, the eighth album from Manic Street Preachers. This um, is an album called "Send Away the Tigers." Um, the leadoff track is one of my favorite um, Manic Street singles of all time it's a, a track that was called your love alone is not enough which mm-hmm. um which fe- featured the lead singer nina pearson from the cardigans uh um, oh, yeah it's a yeah it's a great great single we'll put that on the playlist but as an, an album mm-hmm. it's fantastic and a little bit softer um the friend of mine um gave me this album in 2007 um uh, which was a real departure for Eddie Vedder. So Eddie Vedder's debut solo album was called Into the Wild and it was based around the soundtrack for the film of the same name which was released in 2007. Uh it was the film was directed by Sean Penn and he specifically right. handpicked Eddie Vedder to provide the music for the film and I think Eddie Vedder pulled the track together in about 3 days um oh, really? yeah and it's it's a very folk you know lots of mandolins a lot of acoustic guitars and he plays everything on it so it's a really? if, if you want a relatively chilled out acoustic eddie vedder album his debut album into the wild
0: is is a nice one
1: uh and very and, good and gigs wise how did you do gigs wise matt
0: not bad not bad actually i uh i went to uh uh, yeah, so I, I went to uh, one of those Hyde Park extravaganzas for the first time in 2007. And um, and it was one of those where it's kind of a mini festival, really. Uh, headliners were Aerosmith. Uh, also on the bill was the late, great uh, Chris Cornell doing his solo stuff and obviously some Soundgarden stuff. Um, an early incarnation of Blackstone Cherry. Uh, they're in one of those kind of side... Marquee side tents. Yeah, about two o'clock in the afternoon, they were fantastic. I, I remember thinking they were. I think I said to a friend of mine, I was I was with the time, they were like Led Led Zeppelin on acid, just really, <laughs> you know, heavy, energetic, hair everywhere. Yeah. Um. So that was good. You and I, of course. You and I went to see the Scorpions at Hammersmith <sighs> with uh with Michael Schenker who was not in the greatest of shape in those days. It was on still on the booze, uh, Michael Schenker group, um, where he kind of fumbled his way through some UFO songs. And uh, thankfully, he's cleaned up his act and he's fantastic these oh, days. But back in 2007, he was still very much um, drinking and um, and it showed unfortunately. Um, saw so Metallica at Wembley Stadium, that was pretty good, I seem to recall. Um, Felt it's really good. Uh nice hot summer's day with my friend James Denton. Hello, James. If you're listening. Um, that was fantastic. But always put a great show Metallica, especially at Wembley Stadium, as you can imagine. Yeah. So um yeah, a good a good year all around for gigs, Brian. Anything you can add to that apart from when you and I went to see Scorpions?
1: Yeah. I, I saw my fa- I saw my favorite outdoor gig of all time. Really? Yep, in 2007, I was. L- I, um, by not getting tickets to see Led Zeppelin, I did, however, get tickets to see the police. And I saw the police wow. in Twickenham, uh, Twickenham Stadium in 2007, and they were fantastic. It was the best sound of an outdoor gig ever. The I like you hear every note that the police played. It was just mixed amazingly, and Twickenham wouldn't be one of those venues that you would say would be traditionally a, a great you know outdoor mm. venue. Um, but the police sound was fantastic. I got to see Toto for the first time. I went to see Toto. Wow. Uh, Toto, Toto were touring an album. Uh, uh, falling in between, and they played Newcastle City Hall. And I drove all the way down to see them, and they they, they did a weird. It was one of these we. You know the way sometimes you see a band doing, whether it's the availabilities of venues, Matt. But their UK comprised of a show in Newcastle, They the obviously the show in London, of course, and then a show in Bristol. So their UK tour was Newcastle, <laughs> London, and Bristol. Um, they didn't play Manchester or. You know, Birmingham or Leeds, that was the three shows. So I got to see them in, in Newcastle and I, I met Leland Sklar, you know, the uh, the tall haired, bearded uh, yeah. bass player who you normally see playing with Phil Collins. So yeah. I walked in, I, I walked into the merch stand, is where you always find me, you know, albeit merch buying t shirts. And I walked in, was was sizing up um, uh, the total t shirts. And Lee Leland Sklar walked in, walked up to the merch stand, said hi to a few people. He's such an affable guy, and you just go, "Oh hi, Lee." So that's how I knew who the bass player in Toto was that night when Leland Sklar oh, right. walked in. Walked in with the bass on his back, and he had five fa- he, he had five days to learn this set because at the time, Mike Mike Picaro uh, wasn't wasn't very well with ALS. And then mm. the final, the final show that I'll, I'll mention, which is the last time I got to see, um, Ronnie James Dio, um, Ronnie was touring with Heaven and Hell, um, and that was just sublime. They, I remember being scared, i scared witless by the support bands, which were Iced Earth, which oh, had, yeah. which yeah. had, uh, Ripper Owens on vocals. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then the special guest was Lamb of God. <laughs>
0: oh right, yeah,
1: <laughs> which which is Randy Blythe and his very growly vocals, and of course yep. I'm in early to get good, good standing for for uh, for Heaven and Hell or Black Sabbath, whichever you want to call them. And I was scared out of my mind, Matt, with all of the youngsters moshing about what uh, during Lamb of God. But to see Ronnie and to see Heaven and Hell, and and they were, they were a well-oiled machine on that tour. Mm. So the last time to see Ronnie, and he was still sounding amazing. So
0: very good, yeah, very good. Well, that's a nice way of ending 2007. A uh, whistle stop tour. So yeah. next time. Um, we're back to the 90s, Bry. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, 1997 to you next time. Uh, ooh. The last year of the 90s that we shall be covering. I was going
1: to last year of the 90s.
0: Not the, obviously not the last year of the 90s. The last year of the 90s. <laughs> that we comma, have left to critique. That we have left another comma that we will be covering, <laughs> full stop. The actual last year of the 90s was 1999, just for the Says. record, everyone. <laughs>
1: As and we, then, we and then after 1999, time. we move into the the amazing year of 2000 for rock.
0: Oh yes, yes. Let's not forget the, the U- barren desert, <laughs> indeed. So last time, Brian, you had the wacky idea yeah. as soon as it's coming up to Christmas, yeah, that we should suggest some rock-related Christmas presents, yes, for our listeners, yes. And uh, I hope no one's waiting to this point to actually start their Christmas shopping because we are quite close to Christmas. We'll be even closer when we get this, when this is released.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine but, um, putting, the,
0: putting the podcast out? Hi, everybody. This is a podcast. It's the 24th of December. <laughs> exactly. Get out there. Start buying. I do know a few people who leave their Christmas shopping too until the last day. No way. Which is just, I mean, I start mine in like August normally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or, or September, you know, something like that. Just get a, get a ball rolling. Spread the cost, etc. So, um, what have you got for us, Brian? I know you've got some good ideas. I've got some obvious ideas. Have you? By the way, we've got we'll, we'll do we'll do three or four, and yeah. then we'll let people kind of digest these. But you've got some really, really clever ones. Yes, I've got some really obvious ones. But go ahead.
1: Okay, so let's start out, and and if what we'll do is on uh, on our Facebook page, Matt, we'll maybe mm. we'll stick some links up to uh, to some of the to the websites and the pages uh, of some of the. Uh, Yeah, some links up for for the ideas because you can. The fantastic thing about um, you know uh, websites like Etsy, etc. You can get so much personalized rock and roll Christmas ideas, and these these are Mm. just some of the ideas. So I'm going to kick off um, at the heavier end of the spectrum, Matt. And as okay, um, so uh, for those Christmas, every everybody needs a little bit of Motorhead. For Christmas, indeed. So, um, um, EMP, which uh, I know I've uh, I bought you stuff from EMP. Have uh, you? Yeah, I did. Oh, I bought. Uh, are, you, are you sponsored by them as well? I'm not sponsored. <laughs> 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 I'm not. We could be. Aye. Ah, yeah. I think about this. So, EMP, yeah. which are, uh, where you can buy quite quite a lot of merchandising, have got fantastic Christmas baubles. Lovely. Where you can buy the Motorhead war Pigs for
0: 17.99 to add to your Christmas tree. That would really top it off wouldn't it? <laughs> you get a, a nice statue of Lemmy to put as just I was thinking that. Yeah.
1: Lemmy, lemmy 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 is the angel on top of uh, uh yeah. yeah. So EMP are doing uh EMP are doing Warpig barbles, uh which you can get. Um if you're a fan of Lego which I am um, not which, uh, or a fan of the Rolling Stones, you mm. can you can treat yourself to the Rolling Stone lips logo, made of Lego for hundred and thirty nine pounds ninety nine Matt. So, for that Rolling Stone fan who who's got nothing to do on Christmas Day and mm. on Boxing Day, rather than giving them a big jigsaw puzzle of an Iron Maiden album, you can give them some Lego to make the or her uh, mm. the lips. Uh, logo yeah um now you and i mm. love our trivia yes um and rolling stone i have a rock trivia daily calendar so every single day 365 days in that year you can really? yeah i, I know I, I, yeah. so you're you, telling me this now <laughs> i'm telling this now so so you can actually get the rolling stones um or the rolling stone um, daily trivia calendar desk top calendar um, on Amazon um, for 13.99 which is great so for those little trivia um, ideas it'll prob- probably they'll probably take uh, lots of our ideas Matt, and stick them on there um uh, on the books front you've yes. already mentioned um uh, biblical which uh, which is Rob Halford's um uh autobiography another book in fact it's probably one of the best-selling books right out at the moment and if you order it now you will get it before christmas uh it is the lives of brian a memoir mm. so it is the um the story of brian johnson mm. which uh
0: which i am looking forward to reading and you don't know who's to- get, who's getting that for you then You haven't already bought it, have you?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Oh dear. I'll have to think about something else to get you for (laughs) Christmas now.
1: So, yeah. So, Brian Johnson's uh, autobiography is out. And, oh, uh, with, uh, it's cold outside. As Tom Jones and the young lassie from, what do you call her, that Welsh band, Catatonia, Um,
0: Keris Matthews. Yes, Keris Matthews, yes. Yeah,
1: it's cold outside. So, one of the things that, we cater put, for... We'll put that
0: on the playlist.
1: Hey, there you go. Uh, one of the things we like to cater for in this cost of living crisis period that we have, Matt, it's important to stay warm. So yes. if you go on to redbubble.com, which I do buy a lot of T-shirts and stuff from Redbubble, you mm. can buy rock band posters of albums, covers. You can get a lovely throw, for, uh, throw blanket to put over your duvet to keep you warm. I wonder... And if you want to be on your sofa at Christmas, there's a wonderful vinyl records, like music albums throw that you can put over a sofa uh, from a great, I love the website, Matt. It is jumpingtoads.com and you can buy the sofa throw blanket of the vinyl records, your vinyl records collection for 22 pounds. I think it's, Twenty-seven pounds ninety ninety-eight.
0: I feel like this is like, this like is like QVC. QVC exactly. It's twenty-seven ninety-eight or three <laughs> instalments of nine pounds something each. Exactly, and you need um, to yeah. yeah And you need to order it now. Bring this number now. <laughs> Our customer service team is waiting to hear from you. <laughs> so there you go. There's well, whistle stop tour of some of some of the
1: ideas, Matt. Uh, If you want to to fill that stocking, that rock and roll
0: stocking, what about you? What have you got? Very good. Well, I think you covered a lot of things. Um, If you like Queen, um, you could buy someone a ticket to see We Will Rock You, which is back next June in the UK, in London, at the Coliseum. Okay. For a a short run of 12 weeks. I saw We Will Rock You uh, back in 2005, I think it was. Um, I, funny enough, I sat next to Ben Elton, in the auditorium, strangely enough, who was the writer of We Will Rock You, Lisa Story, which is largely kind of stolen from twenty one twelve by Rush, in my opinion. But hey ho. Um so uh yeah we will rock you is back in London uh, for a short period of time. Guns and Roses, could you buy you you could buy your loved one tickets see Guns N' Roses in Hyde Park next summer. I haven't checked the prices, but that might be their one and only present. <laughs> Hundred pounds, sure. Matthew Wow, okay. Mm. Um. And finally, uh, on some of the books, because we like books, don't we, Brian? We do. Uh, you, you and I are very prolific readers. We read two or three books a year. And um, Gary Moore's biography has been out for some time. Well worth checking out. Um. So, um. yeah, I think uh, between that little lot, should have things covered. And if
1: you're in the market, Matt, because I know um – um. I know there's a lot of uh, you think back to the days of the Christmas number ones and people raising money for, for, for Christmas, the um, there's a couple of charity singles, which are out, And uh, uh, Spike from the Choir Boys Mm -hmm. has just released a single literally in the last, uh, last couple of days. And interesting that Spike is saying that that the single is the first Choir Boys release for almost 30 years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yes, but it's for a great, it's for a fantastic cause, uh, Matt. Uh, the single is called Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And it is raising money for Care After Combat. So, it's uh, raising money for that charity. And mm-hmm. there's a wonderful single that has come out from a singer that I know you love um, from the temperance movement, mm-hmm. which is Phil Campbell. Yep. And Phil Campbell has released a cover version of the Blue Nile classic, Tinsel Town in the Rain. I was going to get that right. Um, so, he, Phil has released his Christmas single. And he's, it's, it's being streamed, um, and it is raising money for Big Issue. So okay. Phil Campbell is, and it's Town in the Rain is one of my favourite songs by Blue Nile. I know it's not very rock and roll, but, um, it's great that Phil is recording music and he's supporting the Big Issue, which at this time will be, so, uh, will be supporting homelessness um, and those people who needs support during Christmas time.
0: Very good. Very good. There you go. Very good. So everyone give those a play. Yep. Okay. Fantastic. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Enjoy yourself. Hope you uh, get some use out of those present ideas. And uh, I know I I fancy a few of those, to be honest with you. (laughs) So Brian. Yes. That brings us to... Everyone's favourite part of the old podcast. Hidden Jim's eyes. Thank you, Lola. Merry Christmas to you, by the way. So what you got for us, Brian? I'm going with a film. Uh, film I
1: watched a couple of weeks ago, Matt. It was released in, uh, in 2022. This is an artist who I have loved this artist from their First album, uh, which is the Tuesday Night Music Club, Cheryl mm-hmm. Crow. So, Cheryl has brought out a 95 minute documentary uh, chronicle her, chronicling her career from her humble beginnings as a, a singer, getting a break as Michael Jackson's mm. backing singer, and then moving into uh, the release of her debut album, and then throughout her career. Um, talks about talks about family talks about her um her challenges with um with cancer um how she's a cancer survivor um and also talks about lance armstrong and it just talks about the longevity of her career and how she is just single-mindedly focused on as a now as a legacy artist you know somebody who's got Mm. 20 Twenty, maybe twenty-five years worth of a career behind her, and how she's mentoring and supporting young artists as well too. So, a uh, very good documentary, ninety-five minutes, but probably a bit like the Ronnie James Dio documentary, doesn't do it justice. But I have to say, I for somebody, an artist who I, um, I just love Cheryl's work. I love her as a singer and as a songwriter. Um, yep, check out Cheryl um, I'm not sure it's available free On Prime Video or Netflix So you'll have to purchase it uh, mm. Maybe a present for that Cheryl Crow fan That's out there But as a hidden gem, Matt Great, great
0: insight documentary Into Cheryl Crow Somebody you like? Yes, very much so Yeah, yeah, I'll check that out yep. It's good. Yep. good Good recommendation Thanks, Brian mm-hmm. How So about I've you? got an album I've got an album for you, Brian you probably know this one, actually. I'd be very surprised if you don't. So we mentioned uh, Ronnie Dio earlier. And yes. this, uh, who sadly lost, we lost Ronnie back in 2010. Um, and this is a tribute album. It was actually uh, recommended to me by one of our listeners, Will Stonia, that will. And mm-hmm. it's called Ronnie James Dio, This Is Your Life. And basically it's uh, several artists covering uh Dio, um, Black Sabbath, Rainbow Songs. For example, you've got Anthrax doing Neon Nights by Black Sabbath. You've got uh, Tenacious D <laughs> doing The Last In Line, which does work, believe it or not. Okay. Um, Jack, Flack, Jack Black and Carl Gass. Um Corey Taylor from Slipknot doing uh, Rainbow in the Dark and so on. Um, it's really worth well worth, worth checking out. Um, some really good versions and, um, and, um, as I say, they're playing the, uh, the kind of hits that the, in a way, the, 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 uh, most well-known songs of, of uh, of Dio and his various, uh, with his various bands and his solo career over the years. So yeah, check out, um, Ronnie James Dio, This Is Your Life by various artists. Remember Excellent. that one,
1: Brian? I do indeed. And I think, I, not an album I've listened to much, but I certainly heard Corey's, um version of Rainbow in the Dark, which I thought was he he, he nailed it. Um yeah. I, I'm I'm assuming that the the sales and the proceeds from the album went to the Ronnie James Dar Ronnie James Theo, um cancer charity.
0: That's right. They yeah. did indeed to yeah. stand up and shout cancer right. yeah. fund. So um yeah I guess if you listen to it now some some part, part of the streaming cost goes towards that. Good. So um all good. Good. That was it. That was yeah. hidden gems for another another year, Brian. That's
1: it. Exactly. And we have episode forty-one to look forward to next time, Matt. Which, as as um as we'll as we'll do at the beginning of the year, we'll do our retrospective look back to twenty twenty-two. Pick our album of the year or albums of the year, which will be interesting because there's been some fantastic contenders. Uh, And then we can do a look forward to 2023 for new albums, new gigs, maybe new Mm -hmm. bands that are coming out. So uh, looking forward to episode 41 already,
0: mate. Indeed. Same here. Same here. So without further ado, um, thanks everyone for listening as always. And have a lovely Christmas and a very prosperous new year. That's about we salute you is a Maley Rogers production.